I'm Stephen. And I'm Andrew. And this is a little bit of a midweek treat here on April the 5th. Of course, Star Trek Day. 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 Ah, no, I called it Star Trek Day. Right, we'll do it again because I called it Star Trek Day. (laughs) We'll do it again. Hello and welcome to Pub Trek. I'm Stephen. (laughs) I'm Andrew. (laughs) And this is a bit of a midweek treat for you, ladies and gentlemen. Happy First Contact Day! day. (laughs) The reason, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew's laughing about the background is this was not our first take on that. Uh, (laughs) He had one job. I had one one job, job. but I did not have one drink. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it, actually. (laughs) One job, but not one drink. So yes, your midweek treat, as we don't ever release episodes midweek for Pub Trek, but... uh, how could we, as ardent, uh, ardent Star Trek fans, ardent Star Trek fans, uh, miss this this special occasion? It is a very special occasion, and also a great opportunity to talk about one of our favourite films. And, and I'll go to say at this point, Andrew, first contact really got me back into Star Trek. Really. It did, because there was a big lull in the middle of my... Because obviously, you know, I was born late 80s, and then I yeah. watched Star Trek and throughout the 90s. And then as I got older, uh, I stopped watching Star Trek. Um, and it was by chance I went into... This is going to age me horrifically. I right. went into a second-hand video shop. Oh, wow. It had PlayStation 1 games on one wall, mm. and just one stack of second-hand videos on the other. Video? We're talking video? Oh, we're talking cassettes. Oh, cassettes. Okay, right, right. Uh, the size of an average iPhone. They were huge. <laughs> uh, they, they, and I went in there after school, and I'd go down. It was about like £2.50 a pop. And sometimes I had to put them away. I'd say, I really want this one, but I can't afford it. Can I put it away? And he'd put it in the side for a week, and I'd come back with my pocket money all saved, and I'd buy it in Star Trek. <laughs> God, I missed the 90s. And First Contact was the film that you you acquired. Oh, I remember going into it and I looked at the cover. I was like, oh, that's really cool, that one. And I remember my sister said to us, oh, yes, that's the one where he gets assimilated. And I was like, oh, I've got to get that. She was wrong. She was confusing it with the best of both worlds. Oh, yeah. But because she said that, I was all in. The funny thing is, I do recall I owned First Contact on video as well. And I, if I remember correctly... It usually had a couple of interviews with the actors just before the actual movie begins. That's like, right, I always, yes. I always, to be honest, as a kid, I was kind of like, ah, wind forward, wind forward, wind forward, get rid of all that. Uh, we'll get to the movie. The thing is, the good thing about First Contact is it is a cinematic uh, juggernaut in terms yeah. of the Star Trek world. Um, and it just got better with every time. That, okay, video, then DVD, and then Blu-ray. And it's like, whoa. And it just gets better with every watch, I think. It's not my mm. favorite Trek movie, though. Sorry. Now, <laughs> is it complete disapproval there? But I know I, when you see your favorite Trek movie, are you going from your like, one to ten, all of them, the original all, and TNG cast? All movies of Trek. It's not my favorite. It's a good. It's great. But if, if I'm talking of the next gen, it's a strong contender. Okay, then I know what your number one is. I just know what your number one is. Then, if that's okay, not let's, the put, case. let's put let's put our friendship to the test. Uh, which one is it? Then? It's generations. No, it's not. <laughs> How can you put Star Trek Six? It's my favourite Trek. No, no, I was of the TNG ones. Oh, of the TNG. That ones. was the question. Yes. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Of the TNG ones, first 
Oh, sorry, yeah, Generations, yes, Generations is... is, is yeah. Oh, my God, that's why I was... Sorry, okay, 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 fair enough, you got me there, you got me there, you got me there. Um, okay. I mean, I have to say then, original, the original cast movies, uh, that's a good show, what would you say is my favourite original cast movie? I'd start it too, easily. Well, it is though, because it is the best one, for a lot of people, don't get me wrong, yeah. isn't it? You know what it is? I- as a big part of his saying, yes, it is. It's Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. But there's the other side of his going, I've always had a problem with Star Trek II being the best Star Trek because I feel that if it peaked so soon, we've just had lesser versions. Nah. But but the the, the uh, Voyage Home, Star yeah. Trek VI, these are still okay. great. Films. Uh, First Contact. First Contact is definitely the strongest of the next-gen films. I don't think there's anyone who... But it's not your favourite. But it's not my favourite. No, it's still. I still think Star Trek uh, Generations is, for me personally, uh, a better entry. I know it has a lot of problems and whatever. But anyway, before we digress, but for Star Contact, which is, by the way, my your favourite favourite for uh, next gen film. Okay, there's so much. There's so many positives with. First Contact, where do we begin? I feel like I want to point out at this point, however, First Contact is, in terms of its feel and its style, mm. such a departure for the next gen. Completely. It doesn't feel like Generations, and then Insurrection and Nemesis feel like First Contact. It, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I mean, new ship, new... Yeah. Uniforms, new Borg design, new Federation ships. You've got the Akira, you've got the Steamrunner, you've got the um, obviously other ones, Steamrunner. Well, there's a couple of other ships in the in the in the in the battle at the beginning. One of the best space battles as well, probably again in Star Trek history. Yeah, comfortably, it's, comfortably. It's not just in scale, but in detail, which I think is it's what it, Trek fans yeah. love. Funny you mentioned detail as well. One of my favourite bits of little trivia about that battle with the Borg is the fact that the Millennium Falcon is present in that in that fight. And it, it is a kind of a blink and you'll miss it moment. But yeah, it, there's a bit where you see an Akira class on the top left-hand side of the screen. There's a Miranda flying on the right-hand side. You've got the Borg in the centre. If you look to the left down, okay, you've got to keep pausing it and pausing it and pausing it. But it is there, Millennium Falcon. Is you. it definitely the Millennium Falcon? Yes, because it's it, not it, just... Right. Industrial Light and Magic, who did the effects for First Contact, which obviously worked on Star Wars as well, so they thought they'd have a bit of a fun bit of fun with it and stick the Millennium Falcon in there. YouTube it, Google it, it's all there. It's still funny though. I think it's it's good. But um, best one of the best fight scenes, uh, one of the best space battles, possibly ever. The only way I think you'll be able to, to trump the space battle of First Contact is when eventually, and someone gets around to doing a Blu-ray version of DS9, so we can actually see the big. Dominion in 4K. Which have I've you in little bits, but I want to see the whole bloody thing. Have you done? And I think you might have actually shown me to begin with the YouTube snippets. It's enormously impressive. That's from the documentary. The colors are um, just a bit too bright for me, but oh, the details. Detail is just, yeah, It's the details I want. Yeah, it's the detail. It's definitely in the detail, and uh, it, even this space battle as well with First Contact still does everything quite right. Uh, also, the music is the music as well changes. Big time in First Contact. Uh, yes. One thing that when I was reading some of the IMDb stuff on this earlier, which I which I really, because again, this is a thing that's get picked up a little bit in Star Trek Online. You remember when the, the Borg ship is first coming into view? You, and that, that, do you remember that noise? That dong, dong, it's almost like mm-hmm. a, yeah, apparently that's, I can't remember the name of the instrument, but that's the same type of instrument they used 
for when they did uh, any sort of soundtrack thing for Vija from the motion picture. Oh, scale. And I was like, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought, and that's because in Star Trek Online, I think they, they assimilate Vija or something. There's something that goes on Vija and the ball. There's a lot of non-canon stuff, which, re- mm. which relates the two, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, again, music works really well. The and the cube it get it suddenly. I mean, we we spoke about this before. Q who the ball cube is still very imposing. In first contact, they just dial it up to eleven. It's know? terrifying. It's terrifying. It's, and and the fact you know you see that swing shot of it, and it, and then you see Earth and the little blue dot in the distance, and that one little torpedo which kind of just sort of scrapes. <laughs> yeah, and then it just goes. It just gets better from there. The defiant. Brilliant, a great addition to the whole thing. That was what he was designed to do: fight the Borg. And you get one, of, one of my favorite lines ever has to be: "There's another starship coming in. It's the Enterprise." Because I stands up like, "Oh God, my colleagues!" <laughs> <laughs> you see, the, the reason, um, well, so the reason that was such a memorable line for me is because I watched it and went, "Yeah, but Worf's on the Enterprise." Because this should then link yeah. nicely to the fact that I said it brought me back into Star Trek. Because I was like, "Oh." Why is Wolf not on the Enterprise? And then I had to investigate yeah. more and then get into DS9. If, if you could get a, a, a sort of a snapshot of just simply what was going on probably in all those Starship ships, Star, Federation Starships, that moment in the Defiant on the Defiant Bridge, the chaos, the fact that everyone, it's desperate because the Defiant isn't doing so well and that ship is designed to fight the Borg. So you yes. can imagine what's going on with the other ships there. But everything works. Worf's tantrum you know when he's hitting the control uh, uh, in, in the name of Kalis by Kalis's beard <laughs> you know uh, and, and I, I've been there at work with the printer doing the same thing <laughs> with hand of Kalis just print double sided <laughs> <laughs> it was just Gwarf just has some great lines in first contact and again it just be, the beginning of it the whole you know prepare for ramming speed we've all done that it's like ah, oh, do you know what just just when, when, when all is lost prepare for ramming speed I mean I'm going to use that at work more now much more than I have historically just you know, when it all way. is lost <laughs> I don't I don't know how such success you have <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? Prepare for ramming speed. I mean, I uh, <laughs> stop recording pub trick on two or three gin and tonics. Uh, is evidently the, uh, the lesson all, there. All the yeah, all the dirtiness comes out now. But um, yeah, but I'm glad you mentioned the music of First Contact. Mm. It is in my top five possibly top three movie scores of all time it beautifully mm. merges or blends with the um the motion, motion picture, picture music yeah. and it's just i remember I, I mean i really got into first contact when i was this is probably about my early teens getting mm. back into trek um so probably the turn of the millennium i really got into it i watched on repeat i'd come in from school and just watch it again right. and i found it so uplifting because the world that was to be created after first contact with the Vulcans was something worth aspiring to. Mm, mm. Um, so I, I think I invested me almost like a, a, a mental salve. If I've had a bad day, I'd watch first contact because it was it would heal or, or allow me to deal with the situation because it was a, a, a future that Star Trek had created for me that I wanted to work towards. And the music... Mm. I always felt encapsulated that mood beautifully with me because it's uplifting and it's emotional yeah. uh, and it's it's a little bit sad in a beautiful way. Um, and yeah, First Contact 
introductory music. I, I totally agree with you. The, the music is, is very, very good. Again, not my favourite music, but it is still very, very good. I've gone so far as to say in my future wedding, because yeah. I wanted a violin, I would like at least a part of that squeezed in to I, I, the negotiations are in place. Okay, well, <laughs> close those close that negotiation because yeah. I want I want to know I want, I'm going to this thing I want to know I, I, mean, I would Jeffy walk down the aisle to it just just put it out there because it's it's beautiful piece of music even if you take away the fact that I associate it with everything in first contact in and of itself it's a, a magnificent piece maybe of that's music. a question we could put out to, to our audience is uh you know because I again if, if if I should say if any member of our audience was sat with us in a pub we would be turning to you and going what's your favorite boot music from Star Trek yeah so I would I would put that to you because the thing is I really like generations music I think it's just again it, it, all the points you mentioned about first contact I feel that about generations so it could be yeah but I'd love to know what people think about what's your favorite uh, music from 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 Trek but um but yes going on from from the music um I'm trying to think where else to break this this movie down because it's just so action packed as well. I mean, then, in which case, it, it needs to be said because it is achingly beautiful. Mm. Enterprise A, which those who've listened to Pub Trek for a while will know that Enterprise A was on my top best starship. It, it is quite magnificent. It is what? quite magnificent. This is just the swooping when you first see the E is just still one of the. It's a really cool shot. I would love to know what what the mood board or whatever it was that made them design it because it it's such a dis, it, it's a departure from mm. the 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 other next gen and beyond ships. It is so gorgeous. It's nothing like the Defiant. It's nothing like Voyager. It's nothing like the Enterprise D because unlike the Enterprise D, it photographs beautifully from most angles. Mm. It's got a Excelsior quality to it because Excelsior class ships are. Again, utterly gorgeous. Great lights. It's, it's again, it's a, it's a uh, revisit to that that standard format of of starships. You know, nacelles are, are long and everything's quite sleek, and it's, so it goes. I was I was actually wondering like, what is like the best reveal of an Enterprise? Oh, it's you know, the Enterprise like, A from First Contact. Yeah. Okay, come on then. I was going to say Star Trek Four when they when they see the Enterprise A for the first time. You know that they, they get a new ship and everyone's kind. Of, because come on, it's it's heartwarming. Because you know, it, but is that special because it's heartwarming, not it's because special, it's, it's a special, magnificent it's reveal? It's special because there's two films where you know the original cast they lose their ship, which is still very heartbreaking as well. You know, to see the, the original Enterprise go down as it did, um, and then to be gifted a new ship, and it's it's the A, and it, it's kind of it's it's more what it means to the characters, more about the ship itself. But, uh, but so it's anyway. not the reveal. It's not it's the reveal, it's the emotions the and the broader moments. context. We're talking moments in Trek here. But, You're um, so like, sentimental, Andrew. I'm very sentimental. <laughs> I'm very sentimental. But anyway, um, so, yeah, going on from there, uh, Picard, obviously, this is a very personal uh, film about Picard, really. It's very it's very Picard. Again, this is the beginning of a lot of the next generation stuff. It's very, it has to be very picard uh, centric, which I think sometimes is what let the TNG movies down a little bit, tiny bit, because it's more really just about him as opposed to the crew. The crew, which I think, which is more reflected in the original series films. I think it's more about the crew, or at least at the very least, it's Spock, Bones, and Kirk. But that's always how that the dynamic has been. And beautifully done in Voyage Home, because I think you pointed out in a previous discussion we've had in a previous episode, the Voyage Home 
all the cast got a real good and showing. And the movie was the richer for it. Yeah, and, and First Contact has that as well. I mean, every, everyone has their part to play, uh, whether it be Data's, uh, there are some comedic moments in there which work really well. I mean, Data um, <laughs> data dropping down the uh, the silo shaft thing, getting shot at by, by Lily, and then, he, and then he, after he gets shot, he says, greetings. It's just, <laughs> it's, just it's, it's, it's quite good. It's quite good. You've got to give Brett Spiner's agent their credit. They have made sure he is essential and in yes. everything, even when it's weird that he's in it. Yeah. Because it, it didn't need to be Brett Spiner in the eugenics arc episode from Enterprise. Right, okay. okay. Because you don't necessarily look identical to ancestors. It could have still been a soon but assume mm-hmm. that didn't look like Bright Spain and Data. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but, uh, either way, I think that there are some good. We just need agents. all of us need Brett Spain as agent in our life. Like, our careers would be going. The agent for the, the, the agent for Brent Spain, I think, would be great. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, you've got the introduction as well of Zephyr and Cochrane, uh, which is obviously a, you know a key figure in, yeah. in Star Trek, played very well by James Con. Oh, that sounds familiar because you also played Prince Philip. You played Prince Philip and the Queen. I didn't know that. And a brilliant Prince Philip as well. I didn't know that. Um, Not my favourite Prince Philip. He's been in. He's been in Trek before, though. Uh, The guy who played Cochrane. He's been in a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think the Hunted was one. Um, But he does. He does a very good Zephyr Cochrane. I thought you know, just this boozed up. Has there been any other Zephyr Cochranes? Yeah, there was in the original series. Oh, there was. The actor couldn't tell you the actor though. Understood. Yeah, yeah, but. do you have any particular favorite moments about First Contact? Is there anything? I mean, there are several really good moments. I mean, I'm, I, there was two. Okay, well, you've got two. All right. And of course, the first one, I kind of feel like it's a bit of a cheat to say it's the um, reveal of the Borg Queen. Oh, yeah. Great moment. Okay. Why? I cannot think of a bad guy revealed in such a, a magnificent way. It's very granular. It's very grand. It it's very, and it's appropriate level of over the topness for someone who happens to be the the the, the center of this hive mind. To be honest, as much as I love the Borg Queen's uh, the theatrics of her reveal, it's her lines which I think are just which sticks with me a bit more. You know, the I am the beginning, I am the end, the one who is many. And it's like, ooh, ooh, that's you know, you know, you've just met someone who has got a sort of a godlike, you know. Thinking of themselves, and in many ways, she's not wrong. She's no. not, and you notice, I'm, I'm actually a little embarrassed that I hadn't even thought about that. Um, I just focus on the fact that it's just the head and sort of the top of the torso. But you're yeah. right; the, I think the words probably make that. The, the other thing, which again just sticks with me <clears throat> in my in my head, was the um, when when the queen is lowered into her into a body, effectively, and then the hooks come into her skin. Yeah, uh, and it's not that bit; it's the 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 breath that she lets out. I was like. You know, like as if she's she just completed this transformation, and that, and it, it it's very almost Disney villain prince, you know, Disney witch kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. and then that seductive element comes into it, and da, 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 all that sort of stuff. But uh, okay, so what was the second moment then? Again, I feel like uh, uh, there's people going to be listening to this going, Stephen's just some part time occasional Star Trek fan because the other one is, of course. Lillian Picard in the ready room, but I kind of feel that because there's been so many references to no, <laughs> that people are aware of that. But it's more the fact when he quotes 
Moby mm. Dick. Yeah. And she does the, what? And he goes, Moby Dick. And she goes, I never actually read it. And it's just, it's like, she knows the essence of it. Picard's read it. And he, it, Patrick Stewart does the character, well, Picard does that kind of that slight smirk to go, you know, I've just been played. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the, 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 the interaction between Lily and, and Picard. And yeah. when it, it, Picard lets it all out, it's, it's you know, it's a couch really session. Good. It's, it's beautifully really acted by both of them because yeah. when he loses his temper in Lily kind of, and she doesn't like jump back, it's not over the top, that face changes. It's just just a few muscles and you, you can see mm. that the actress were, or rather the character was impacted by him doing something she wasn't prepared for him to do, which was mm. really lose his temper. It's, it's, and that's the thing, I think with Picard, you rarely see him lose his temper ever. Or you, to be fair, you don't really see Picard get emotion or at least lose control of his emotions uh, that often so for it to happen at this critical sort of moment in in history <laughs> you know we've only got the rest of the, the entire federation at stake you know and all that sort of stuff and, and the future of humanity um so for him to lose it in that ready room in the in the conference room scene sorry is the conference room with with all the enterprises on the wall and whatnot it's for me it's not so much the the, the him smashing the glass it's always that it's the Bit after that, I think when he he's walking towards her and he he said the line must be drawn here, yes, no further. And then there's that personal element of I will make I pay for exactly. Pay. You can feel the spit coming from his come from from his mouth, and it's it's like this is that's when this becomes not really a this isn't a Star Trek movie. This is a Picard movie. In in, in in not not just a Picard as a captain. But it's a Picard as a person, mm. the, the, the emotional human being behind it. Yeah. And that's the thing, which, again, was a great uh, way, as a great mo- uh, sort of element for that character is, you know, he's assimilated in the Next Generation series. And then what is the family, the episode after The Best of Both Worlds is also yeah. superb, mm. a superb episode. Um, but uh, but first contact is where it just just makes it even more personal for him, which is really good. So what if, what about you in in sort of standout moments from first contact? Um, well, annoyingly, yes, I would say the the the, uh, the conference room scene is still is very much uh, for all the reasons we just said, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but in terms of other moments uh, that stick with me, um, obviously the entire deflector. Uh, scene is just great and yeah. the thing is right i really liked hawk i thought hawk was a great oh, character i love hawk hawk was amazing uh, it was saw... really quite attractive i remember the first time i watched it, I was like hawk is the most attractive on the bridge at this he's moment a good Sorry, he's done other things as well he's really oh he's good. done a load of stuff he's been loads of stuff but the, the thing the fact of the matter is that he was just someone who it, do you know what it was is that usually when when star trek wants to kill off a character they'll bring in some red shirt Usually a not known person, you know, in terms of an actor. Usually they choose someone who's, you know, probably not necessarily an extra, but whatever. But the thing is, you had that other security guy. Do you know the one I mean? The one who comes out from, from underneath the deck plate on the bridge at one point. He gives the report. He's, on, he goes, he's an insurrection as well. Yeah, he makes it, but Hawk doesn't. Come on, that's a travesty there. Because it looks like he's the security guy. He's the guy on the front lines. You would think he's going to be the one who gets, you know. Mr. Andrews. Yes, I think it's Mr. Andrews. Yeah, you might be right, actually. Yeah, but um, I, yeah, I was, I, I was really quite sad that Hawk, yeah, simulated. and he goes, he gets taken out in a really crappy way. No, not in the in the sense that it was bad. It was just the way he he gets picked up by a Borg, shoved over the side, and then assimilated in space, which cannot have been pleasant. 
you know, considering the insimilation tubules go through his suit and into him, it's like, oh, okay. Um, so that was so Hawks assimilation and all that sort of stuff really kind of stuck out for me. Um, and yeah, I was just saying the, the, the battle scene in the beginning is still one of my favorite. I've watched that scene over and over again comfortably, comfortably. Um, but uh, yeah, the thing, those, those are big standout moments for me. Um, but I like the fact as well, everything that goes on on the surface uh, in Montana. I liked all those scenes there, I mean, especially Barkley meeting Zephyr Cochran for the first time. That still brings me joy. Just that Barkley's just so excited. He's, like, he's just he's just met his hero, you know. And and we, but things we've all been like that. We've all wanted to you know shake our hero's hand and be like, oh my god, it's so good to see you and meet you. Da, 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 da. And Barclay, oh, yeah. I know. I cannot wait to do that with Kate Mulgrew. Just just putting it out there. <laughs> Tell great Kate Mulgrew that it's I modelled my hair you. on hers, and I only drink black coffee now because of. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I think uh, funny enough. Just the whole film works really well. I, I think even after the... You know, that's another thing that's seen, that's seen that's stuck with me as well, was the Borg Queen's demise as well, how she's basically liquefied. Yeah. Horrible. It was. It was, horrible. It was pretty... It was graphic. Um, but, but it was still worked very well. I even... I don't know. There's just so many great moments from from, from First Contact. Uh, it's it's really difficult to choose a, a one in particular, which I really enjoyed. And with his... Above the others. Then I'd have to say then, for anyone listening who either hasn't watched it or hasn't watched it in a long time, get on there, watch it, download it, buy it. We are, through our purchasing power, we let Paramount know what we like. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and let us know. Uh, we have yeah, yeah, information on Twitter. Is it at PubTrek1 on Twitter and Pub.Trek on Instagram. Let us know what you think of First Contact and, and our dismantling of it or <laughs> a dissection of it um but yeah that has been pub trek having a, just a bit of a discussion on first contact on of course first contact day well enjoy your day whatever you are doing wherever you are in the world and uh on that note i've been andrew i've been Stephen, and this has been PubTrek. see you later folks see you later.